2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Tonight is the night. We have made it. It is Tuesday, October 6th, which means the season 6 debut of Taurus Sauce Oregon, proudly presented by our friends at Precision Pro Golf, is debuting tonight on our YouTube channel. You might already be It might already be out by the time you're listening to this. This isn't necessarily the most timely episode. Hopefully, uh, you can listen to this Oregon golf trip extravaganza podcast, or parts 1 and 2. Whenever you're planning a trip or if you need some inspiration for planning a trip. But if you don't know about Precision Pro Golf, they are makers of premium laser range finders that help golfers swing with confidence and hit more greens. So throughout this season of Taurus Sauce, uh, we're going to guide you across the Beaver State, show you the beauty and the history that is Oregon golf. Low-key, one of the greatest golf states in the entire uh, entire United States. Without giving too much away, it is a hell of a season. Uh, It's not one you're going to want to miss. On every course throughout the great state of Oregon, it was the Precision Pro NX-9 Slope Range Fighter that guided us to the green. you got to get your hands on one of these. You'll see how crystal clear the picture is through the scope, it's very um, what's the what's the word? Satisfying, weirdly satisfying the vibration, the magnetic clip on the side of your cart. It's got all the features you need in a rangefinder, and it is not as expensive as many of the other ones that you will find in there. All of us use it, the C Suite, Strap Boys, and the Narc, All Trust Precision Pro to celebrate the debut of Taurus Sauce Season 6. This week only, $26 off the NX9 Slope Range Finder. Use code Taurus Sauce. That's 26 off the best-selling NX9 Slope range finder to celebrate season six of Taurus Sauce, proudly presented by Precision Pro Golf. So go to precisionprogolf.com, coupon code Taurus Sauce at checkout for $26 off our favorite range finder, the NX9 Slope. Enjoy part two of our Oregon trip wrap-up. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. Cheers. All right, from Sheep Ranch, we went to uh, Bannon Trails that afternoon. TC, take us there.
3: Trails is, I loved it the first time we were out there and then this time I loved it even more. It's incredible. It kind of eases you in the first, uh, you know, it, well, A, it starts with the clubhouse, you know, up there. Um, I was a little bit nervous about playing it. We were in there in August and a little bit nervous about playing it in, in the afternoon. It does get hot up there and you're kind of set apart from the ocean. But um, I don't know. I still contend it's the best golf course at Bandon. I would, um, would co sign that. It's not, you know, it's it's not the best. Maybe not the most spectacular setting for golf because it's in the forest and up on the hill versus... Which is
2: still a really dope, cool setting. And I actually prefer
3: ocean. that. And then, you know, like I would say my my ideal day would be what we did. Yeah. Be go, go play Sheep Ranch in the morning and Trails in the afternoon. Yep.
2: It um, is. Yeah. It is uh, the perfect variety, like we were saying. Like, you don't, I don't need another coastal course there. It is a... Per, it's what makes... Bandon Trails is what makes ranking courses at Bandon yeah. super hard because it's really difficult to pigeon it in somewhere between some of the coastal ones, above them, behind it just makes it very challenging. I go,
3: I mean, I'll come out and say like if if I have ten rounds of split up at Bannon, I'm probably playing four of them on mm-hmm. trails.
2: Yeah, so that we can. That's a that's an interesting exercise. So but.
3: we can do that towards yep. the end here, but um, but yeah, it's just you know like I and actually it was the one other than Pacific, it was the one I was most nervous to play left handed. Um, just because there are some force carries and there's a lot more elevation change, some and,
1: bad spots you can get into. I think. Yeah, and and especially really, on number one if the wind is blowing, you, can, <laughs> you just see that yeah. sea of like marram grass or whatever. Yeah, that is. or
3: on uh, was that five the the uh, par three where yeah. you have a force carry over the you know that like that hole is the closest thing I've seen to like Royal Melbourne. Uh, five and seventeen, both. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like the from a from a aesthetic perspective, from a strategic perspective, from a a walk like it's it's uh you feel like you're hiking the the appalachian trail all the signage is there all the paths are mulched it's it's just like the detail stuff there's is-
1: it's a trail walk i was gonna say it sounds like such a, a lame observation but what a perfect name banded trails is yes <laughs> like that's, I, that's maybe the most fitting name i've i've seen in golf it, it feels like a trail walk
3: uh that little pocket of the property back there where you get the the, 12. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. You, and then you go down the hill, and then, you know, and then 14 the only, you know, pimple on the course, in my opinion. It just, <laughs> it's just not, you know, like, it doesn't mar the round for me, but 98% of shots are going to end up down in the same spot. Yeah.
1: 14. I kind of like, I don't know if we want to do 14 now or, or later, but I almost like that 14 exists just because I think Bandon Trails would be, it, it's really close to a perfect golf course. And I think the fact that you have that it gives you something to bitch about and argue about <laughs> in, the, in the clubhouse afterwards. And some people like it, and somebody might have birdied it, and somebody might have tripled it, and like it just gives you it's a it's a lightning rod. I for, still uh, think it would be polarizing,
3: everything. but they could make some very subtle it, enhancements or tweaks. Which to we it. should mention they've.
1: So yeah. "Quote unquote," enhanced it. What, like three times now since it's been open. Yeah. It's total low cap privilege to
2: say it's a great hole. I would say, yeah. Like I, I no, I don't easily, think it's a great yeah. hole, but yeah. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, is where, is where I'm, I'm at. I'm saying I, I birdied the first two times I played it, and I, I. But at the same time, I was looking like, uh, yeah, I got kind of lucky to do that, and I can totally see why caddies would hate caddying that hole, and you know, a lot of guys would you know end up you're end up in divots because you're all the balls yeah. are collecting the same right. spot. Not the biggest takeaway from Bannon Trails. Let's throw it to Neil. What are your thoughts on Trails? I would say.
4: It reminds me of the Revenant, as as we've discussed. You know, you feel like get the pelts. You know, it feels like a Land Before Time for like a throwback. And I love the feeling of being on a course and not seeing anyone else for 18 holes. There's like maybe two spots on that course where you cross paths with another group. So similar to how I felt about Old Mac. I love the the remote feeling. You know, you go to this faraway place and you get you get the the faraway vibe. And the golf just it's very subtle. I think it's it's my favorite core and crenshaw joint i was a little concerned that the sheep ranch was going to be kind of like a reunion tour play the hits but you know they released a really good new album and i and i really like that but you know trails is just like the the heavy hitter from the past that you can't you know you can't stop listening to on a road trip like yeah we got to throw that one on you know so i think the uh tc's always used you know use the abusive lover Analogy with Doke and I, we've said it before, but Core and Crenshaw they're tantric, man. You know, they do some funky stuff, it's really subtle, it goes on for a long time. It's not electric out there. It's it's much more subtle. I would
3: fine-tune that a little bit more. I would say that Sheep Ranch is probably is, is super tantric. And then I would say Trails is like probably the most healthy marriage you could possibly ever, <laughs> ever have. You got a great, great relationship, you got great kids, your sex life's still good. <laughs>
4: Everybody's you know, in shape you, still. You, you, you yeah. Do you do activities know, together.
3: It's awesome. You like
4: to like you like candles still. You still do the romantic stuff, Better you know, with you leave age, love letters yeah. on the on the bottom you're of the Still madly
3: basket. in love, but you're like normal yeah. too.
2: It, yeah. <laughs> I would say look at the way we described our core Crenshaw day versus our Doke day. Like old Mac Pack dunes were kind of like domestic violence. Yeah, we were we were Feeling beat up and then walking off after sheep ranch trails, we were kind of just on this high. Of know, like,
3: 14 might be a little bit of a midlife crisis, you know. Every marriage has rough points,
2: yeah. You know, yeah. you're gonna have conflict, but you're gonna come
0: out better on the other end. So, 18 kind of stings.
3: See, I liked 18 a lot better this time than I did last time. I did too. I think there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of subtlety to it compared to the rest
1: of the golf course. Agree,
0: yeah. yeah. It's a little yeah. just let down of a finish, I guess. That's a good point, but I think it's a I great I love the par fives out
2: there. 3 and 9 are just so sexy. Like honestly, take the trees out. 16 is cool too. Are yeah. they great 16 holes? 16 up the hill is awesome. Take the trees out, are they great holes? I don't know. I honestly think like the, the the trees on those holes are what make them so that that setting just makes those holes so so fun to play.
1: When you hear architecture snobs talk about how a golf course should be like a journey, uh, like Bandon Trails is the quintessential example of that, and it sounds like fluff nothingness to describe a place that way until you play. Bandon Trails I feel like where you just you leave and there's a beginning a middle an end you go through all kinds of different circumstances different landscapes and you kind of end up back where you started it's
2: it is god it's fucking cool
1: it feels like New
3: England a little bit it feels like you're in Colorado for a little bit
2: I've never been to Swinley Forest but it feels like what Swinley Forest would be like in a dream uh and there's something about the way the greens sit and face you at Bandon Trails that is so appealing so sexy uh, like, like the number, fourth hole, f- number four. yeah, that yeah. green is just, I just love it. I wish I yeah. had a better word to describe it other than I just love it.
3: Four, 11, um, 15, like the way those sit just so gently in these little yes nooks. Um, and I, th-
2: I think that's,
1: you know, I'm, I'm probably speaking out of turn, but I think that's the architects for sure, but I also think it's like the the crew that you have working on that stuff you know what i mean it's the shapers and the the landscape people that can see that stuff because you know i I don't mean to take a pot shot at it but like randy and i just got done playing payne's valley in in the ozarks and it was like the opposite of that where it's just it doesn't feel like any of that stuff hits especially with the corn crenshaw across the street we're like holy shit man like these guys get they're they're so much
2: subtlety and restraint and when they're, when the core Crenshaw is next to yeah, something else, exactly. it really highlights yeah. the exactly your point of how that, that little subtlety to it. And you can go somewhere random and play a golf course and back, like, ah, oh, I really liked it. And then if there's like a core Crenshaw one next door at the same resort, like it just like, you're like, Oh damn. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how it should be. I mean, but, it's so
3: engaging at like four, six, uh, 15. They're so engaging off the tee. Or like with, like with those ridges and the cross bunkers and all that. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's like it's such a complete golf course. If I had one hole that doesn't really like stick out to me, it's probably 10.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 10 Ten's a little bit of a, a weird weird fit in there, I would say. But I freaking love trails. It gets better and better every time you play it. Are we ready for Band and Dunes? Are you ready for Bandon? I am ready for Bandon. Um, I this was my third trip to to uh, to Bandon. First time went with my dad in 2013. Walked off thinking Bandon Dunes was my favorite golf course there. I just maybe because I pl- that was definitely the era that if I played good on a course I loved it. And uh, so I, when we went back in 2018, I was kind of curious how, how what I'd think of it. Kind of started to understand a little bit more why people love Pacific, but still felt like Bandon was my favorite. But I wasn't proud to say it. I was not like. I was still a little on my heels, like, yeah, I just kind of like it. I am ready to definitively say Bandon Dunes is the best golf course at Bandon. I think it's the most fun to play. I think there's like legit brilliance in so many places that you wouldn't even look for it. And like some of the holes that come inland, uh, there's just so much to those golf holes, too. And then the holes that cover, you know, that hover along the stretch of the ocean are some of the most intriguing and fun golf holes I've I've ever played anywhere. So, the reveal on 4 coming around, you know, it's a somewhat easy tee shot opening up between dunes coming at the ocean straight on with the positioning of the greenside bunkers and what that does to the lines you have to take and how you have to play the wind is exactly the charting exercise I'm looking for in a golf course. So, uh, can I understand why other people would love other golf courses more? Absolutely, but for me, it is hands down, Bandon Dunes, uh, my favorite golf course. I on think the it resort.
3: bears mentioning too. Going back to trails, the greens at Trails were utterly fantastic. Yes, they compared fantastic. to in the past. Um, but and then at uh, Bandon Dunes, it's just like the the conditioning was. I mean,
2: we played it the day after the USAM <laughs> yeah. final. Like so was say, shout out was the USGA and the, yeah. <laughs> the
3: green section there. But um, yeah, I, I think. For me, it was very, very interesting because this was another one I struggled with playing lefty because it's so visually intimidating and you have so much, like, I didn't realize this the first time that we played it or the first couple of times we played it, where I I find myself getting a lot more intimidated by stuff that's in front of me that may not even be in play, right? And there's so many of those kind of visual, you know, uh, uh, aids or visual tools that kid uses that's like, all right, you've got, you know, like, you've got to contend with this. With your eye, but really not in reality. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more room up there than it looks like. And so I, I kind of let myself get spooked on a lot of these holes when I shouldn't have.
1: That was the biggest, and playing with you too. I mean, that was the biggest day where the the lefty thing kind of uh, reared its head.
2: I feel like it just, you didn't play with it at Pacific. Well, that's that's fair. yeah, but that was <laughs> more like wind based Like I, it, I think that's actually hard though. Whereas yeah. I think what you're saying is Bandon just looks yeah. hard, and yeah. there's a lot more space. And
3: I think I was tired this yeah. day. There was a you know third you know third or fourth day at Bandon. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I would say, I would agree. I mean, four that four, five, six is so cool. I mean, seven's a really cool hole.
2: Eight's Um, a cool hole. Not like 10 is cool. Nine is cool. Like I I think that, I think it's better. I mean, it's pretty simple for me, better coastal holes than Pacific dunes and better inland holes. It doesn't have a number six, like, like Pacific, which I think is a fantastic hole, but I just am so much more intrigued. The, uh, the fourteenth hole, the par four that wraps like with a green set right under a dune, is a total. In a previous life, I would have been. It's a total throwaway hole, and it's actually one of the most interesting holes on the golf course. I'd say. I, Bandon
0: Dunes is the biggest like stock up, in and the stock just shot up for me. Uh, I, I think it marries the the seaside uh, enjoyment with like the cop capital G capital C golf course uh, for, for in my book. And I was just going to go a step further. I think the back nine at Bandon Dunes. I think eleven is is probably my least just memorable or or least favorite hole on that on that back nine. But I, it's my favorite nine hole. Like it's it's my favorite side on the property is, is the back nine at Bandon Dunes. Twelve, that par three is so freaking good. That little pot bunker there just yeah. dictates
2: everything. And then again, we got to play this in the north wind, and I thought the course played so amazing in that wind that. You get that wind off the right, which right-handers love on both the approach shots into four and the par three, the 12th. You get downwind on 16, which is not necessarily easy, but it's a lot more fun than it would be to play into the wind. Uh, I, again, I just think it, it plays... It doesn't like just have that stretch where you get punch, punch, punched uh, going into the wind. Five and six go into the wind on the coast there, but I think they, those holes play very well into the wind. The greens are very big on six, the par three, and there's plenty of space, and it's not a long shot to begin with. Uh, it's just... All that, and, I, and again, I, I go back to the rankings thing with that Doke does. He gave Bannon Dunes a seven and Pacific a ten. The the rating for seven is an excellent course worth checking out if you get anywhere within a hundred miles. <laughs> you can't expect to find soundly de- you can expect to find soundly designed, interesting holes, good course conditioning, and a pretty setting. If not necessarily anything unique to the golf world, hundred percent Bannon Dunes is unique to the golf world.
3: Well, and kid had such an advantage going first, or, or, or disadvantage. disadvantage going first, versus you know, like he's he's the test case, right?
2: I just don't like. There's no possible way that those two courses are separated out by that much. If you want to rank Pack Dunes above Bannon, I'll understand that. But there's no, yeah. I will not understand anyone's rankings that have them that far apart.
1: Yeah,
3: I, I still struggle. I don't love one, two, and three. They, I think they, three is awesome. They kind of, um, I but I but like. This time around, I, like nine's really cool. Um, 13's really cool. 14's one of my favorite holes at the resort. Um, you know, and
2: then 17's so cool.
1: All, all the holes, uh, Randy, I'm with you. It just completely shot up in my book. And this is, I think, the third or fourth time I've been there. And so I played it quite a few times and just had never really, I, I think a lot of it was due to you, Solly, like just challenging why I think it was low in my rankings and pushing back on some of the holes. And the more you think about them, the more you're like, fuck, there is, there's a lot more going on there than than it really seemed like on, on first blush. And so a lot of those the quote unquote throwaway holes, thirteen and fourteen, I think especially, like that par five thirteenth is unlike anything else that's really right. at the property and it's a hole like I don't even think people think about. It. Right. You know, it's there's a lot going on there. It's
4: it's it's really, really cool.
2: Neil, was it electric? Certain parts of it are electric. I mean it's not slapping you. Well across what about the, the first time you played it? Uh no, it's not <laughs> as, as much.
4: I, I i don't think it it. Has the uh, it doesn't have the ups and downs I guess of Pacific Dunes, but the more you play it, the more it it, uh, it ages well, and um, I think I, I it's, it definitely um, went up in my book this time around. I think you guys covered most of the reasons. I, I do talking to David McClay Kid gave me a new appreciation for it too. Like designing that in your twenties, you know, as your first golf course or whatever, like that's that's incredible. You know, that's really really. Strong, and I think if you if it's been there what over twenty years now, definitely I agree with you, Saul. Unique to the golf world, I I will say I don't think that era has ended. Where uh, you like courses you play well on, I think that era is still going on.
2: But that's that's a side note. I've played very poorly at Bandon Dunes the, many of the most recent times, which is uh, – so I'm going to push back a little bit on that. Uh, but <laughs> I I'll also say <laughs> I'll say, Bandon Dunes has aged really well from what I've gathered. It was way more difficult yeah. when it opened, a lot more gorse, and they've made – McClay Kid has tweaked it a lot. So maybe Doke's rating comes from an original time seeing it in 1999 or 2000 and – and said it was too difficult. I mean, reports are that the fifth hole was a disaster, like just the gorse overflow in that hole and how difficult that was. So. Yeah,
4: I would I would say that there are some of the, um, what's the phrase, like stern but fair, like really hard holes, but not because you're getting blown off the planet. Like number five and number uh, 15, the par three, I struggle with those two. Like the I played it twice now, and both those holes are, you know, a bit of a uh, – like boogeyman. I think it also bears
3: mentioning that like we also played with the same pins that they had in the final round or like the the finals, the second round of the finals of the USAM.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so like it's very easy to say like all those guys had a shitty windy day at Pacific Dunes and hated it and literally USAM conditions for abandoned dunes is why they loved it. I think we're giving credence to both, like separating out the conditions from it to be able to say, like, what we actually think on the golf courses. Yeah. like in, It's difficult. Going but,
3: back to, I'm just looking at the routing here and, like, it's so difficult. Like, as somebody who's, you know, at that point, I'm probably hitting it 240, 245 off the tee. Uh, still struggling with a little bit of a slice in, like, eight, nine, 10, 11. Like, there's so many, there's so much there's so many landmines out there that I'm looking at in the fairway and I'm like, what the fuck do I aim at Versus, you know, knowing exactly, playing right-handed, knowing exactly what my miss is or exactly how far my carry is on something. Like, that was really what tested me the most on that one.
4: Yeah, uh, TC, I I definitely agree with you. Even for, like, you know, playing my dominant, you know, right-handed, I think there's, there's double bogeys waiting on Bandon in places that aren't obvious. Whereas I think like at Pacific, like it's very like you hit it here, you're gonna you know, you hit it you're off the have cliff. A bad you, time. Yeah, like that blowout Bukaki bunker. You go in there or you're done. Right? But at Bandon, you're like, Oh no, a lot I think of
2: horny metal.
4: <laughs> like, I think that's gonna be okay right there. And then it's like, nah man, like you're you're like you don't know it yet, but that's a that's gonna be like a very uh, a very monotonous double bogey you just made.
2: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, folks, there you have it. Should we uh, <laughs> That should, wraps band Dunes? Should we do rankings? I think we should. Yeah. Go ahead, Deej. Well, is it, I don't know if this is No, nah, okay. just just rank them.
1: Well, there's two different rankings for me, I think. There's what I think is the best golf course and there's what I think are my favorite courses. So I don't, so think so I don't need know which one you, you want, course.
2: Do
3: you
1: do favorite. Favorite. Yeah. All right, if I was going there tomorrow, this is the order that I would want to play. Sheep Ranch number 1, Trails number 2, Bandon, number 3, Old Mac number 4, Pacific
2: Dunes number 5. Very interesting. Neil, let's go to you next.
4: I would just say if I had 10 rounds, I'd play them all twice. I love every course out there. I mean, I'm not
2: going to do the exercise. Not the question. Boo. No, No, we're penning you down. Got to rank your five favorite I courses. I think they
4: all exist as a, as nope, a grouping nope. for me. I like nope. them
2: all, man. You're, you're, I, I kind of like them all.
4: Nope. No, I'd say I'd play, um, I think I'd go Sheep Ranch, Trails, Pacific, Bandon, Old Mac.
3: Sheep Sheep Ranch Trail, Pacific, Bandon, Old Mac. Okay.
2: Yeah, you got to remember that first time you played Pacific. It's electric. (laughs) electric. T.C. Thomas said it is electric. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: uh, I'm going Trails, Trails, Sheep Ranch, a tie. No, you know I'm still going Pacific, Dunes, Old Mac. And if I have ten rounds, I'm going four on Trails, two on Dunes, two on Sheep Ranch two on pack dunes. No Bandon? No, 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 uh no Old Mac. No
1: Old Mac. Sorry, I So wasn't... your ranking was the same as Neil's, I think.
0: How about that? Okay, Randy. Uh Bandon Dunes, Sheep Ranch, Old Mac, Trails, Pacific Dunes.
3: Old Mac. Uh, tumbling getting down bumped. The rankings.
0: It's fair. I'm going I appreciate your your candor. Sure. Bandon Dunes,
2: Sheep Ranch, Trails, Pack Dunes, Old Mac. That's my five. There you have I it. I put post. a lot of thought into that, and I feel very confident in that. And in terms of, like, kind of gave it the coin flip test of, like, all right, you're, you're getting transported to Bannon tomorrow, and you're going to play one of these courses. What would make you more excited? And that's 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 where I that's how I rank. We'll
3: do a, uh, on the website sometime, we'll do, like, a, a, a composite course.
2: That would be, that'd be of fun. a the wild. Ex- we try, Sheep Ranch throws a big wrinkle yeah. into that composite yeah. course. It's a lot more difficult to do. A quick break here to check in with our friends at Raycon. You are currently listening to a podcast, so I know you use your phone or whatever you use uh, to listen to a podcast for audio. One great way to do that on the move, one of the best ways to listen to a podcast, to an album, to an audiobook, is to use a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them at less than half the price of the other guys. That's why I always recommend Wireless earbuds from Raycon. I use these things. They Listen, they tell me that it's six hours of playtime. I couldn't tell you the last time I charged it. I probably should. It's probably due for one. I don't ever remember getting the low battery warning from them. It is a seamless Bluetooth pairing. It's got great bass to it. Compact design and a noise-isolating fit. They are stylish and discreet. They don't have dangling wires or stems or anything like that. And the company was co-founded by Ray J. Uh, a ton of different celebrities use these. Snoop Dogg, Melissa, El- El- Melissa Etheridge. Ether, Etheridge Etheridge. Yeah. Couldn't even get all the way through that one because it surprised me so much. Brandy Jr. Smith. He loves the Raycons. So give them a try. They got a 45 day free return policy so you can make sure that they are the pair of wireless earbuds for you. What do you have to lose? 45 day free free return policy. So. 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash no laying up. That's buyraycon.com slash no laying up for a special 15% discount on Raycon wireless earbuds. Check it out while the deal is still running. Buyraycon.com slash no laying up. Let's get back to the pod.
3: Can we rank the food and beverage outlets too? Sure. Because I think that's, a, that's an important thing.
1: I haven't put enough thought into this. I'll say
0: Trails is obviously number one. The, I would the, follow that up with
2: McKee's. Probably McKee's Pizza is really good, and the meatloaf, of course.
0: Well, we didn't get in the main Abandoned uh, Dunes Lodge. We've, yeah, we've been there before, though. Well, that's—I was just of, gonna say—for me, that's a bit of a blind spot. I don't. <laughs> so, for me, it's it's Trails One,
3: Trails One, Two, Three, Four, and Five. Yeah, and I mean, Packed
0: Dunes good too. I
3: would say Pack Dunes is probably my number two, and then McKee's, and then you know the stuff in like the stuff in the abandoned clubhouse is great it's
2: just we didn't get i like to go in that bunker bar again we, with covid none of that was really going on unfortunately but
4: well i'd like to shout out one other thing I'd, I'd never been to the range excellent practice facility we had we took a little like personal day on the trip and i got in a, a spiritual range session
3: and you we know, no, were uh, talking about I, that last night like i've i've been to ban- i've played probably 15 rounds of golf abandoned now I've never hit a range ball there
2: i've never even thought to though i'm just like <sighs> yeah so i know and that's fine like, and Why i, I want to do that on
0: your day off
2: I
4: just wanted to go check out the practice facility and it turns out it's like an epic complex with they got a little part three course over there, a good shipping area, and just an awesome range. So a little up and down course
1: there named after uh, Shorty Dow as well, one of the the original characters. yeah, and I,
4: I just thought it was a really pleasant surprise because I've never yeah, I've never hit a range ball and, and still haven't before around, which I you know that's fine and I if next time I go it'll probably be the same thing. but I think if you if you do have some time, you know, it's nice to sometimes just go hit ball. You know, put a podcast in, and, and it was great. It was
1: just
2: a nice little uh, personal two hours.
4: What'd you guys do on your on your day?
2: Oh, I had to watch golf. I had to watch the Wyndham, unfortunately. But uh, right. I did a lot of interviews.
1: A lot of interviews with uh, with people.
3: Randy, we, we woke up and watched the Formula One yeah. at like six a.m.
0: That was a stinker of a race. And then Neil yeah, was... and I went and got a greasy spoon breakfast in town yeah it was very low key i was kind of doing which, interviews then and which was great yeah i forget the rest of I'd,
3: it i'd never been into town i'd never been in abandoned before oh it's awesome uh, i went two days in a row I, I went to the the crab place there and sat there for like three or four hours and just <laughs> ate crab and drank beers and Talk to locals, and it was it was great.
1: When T.C.'s in band and he goes to the crab place three times, three wait. Wait I only went there once. I only went there
3: once. Uh,
2: yeah. We probably should have said this before we started, uh, you know, talking about band and whatnot. But just for d- disclosure purposes, we are not paid by Bannon and Dunes in any way. <laughs> our golf was, uh, I would say, our golf and accommodations are included, complimentary uh, when we do travel there. But in uh, our critiques of the place, obviously come with the the uh, like. The context of like this is like the one of the greatest golf destinations in the world. Like yes. we are, we're nitpicking at when we when we do. Uh, we don't. I'm not saying that because we owe that to anyone. I just don't want anyone to walk away thinking like we are especially critical of this place when it is truly one of the great golf destinations in the world, bar none. It's not an imitation of Lynx Golf. It is Lynx Golf, and it gets better every time I've gone. And I, I just freaking love the place. And I know that's not a bold take in any way because everyone that goes there loves it. But there's a reason why.
3: So That was that was coming back to conditioning thing that's just like it's if you're ranked in the top 30 in the world like i we have expectations right Mm.
1: so T.C. has certain
3: needs (laughs) (laughs) i do keep coming back to 14 on bandon that's such a
2: it's a great awesome freaking hole man great great hole so let's go before we left town before we left the uh the the city the town of bandon we checked out bandon crossings randy
0: why don't you take us there yeah, it's a Dan Hickson course uh, just outside the little town. I I mean, I would never tell anybody on a shorter vacation to leave Bandon to go play it, but at the same time, I, I really loved it. I, I think I it's a course that you could put in northern Minnesota, northern Michigan. Um, that was what was reminiscent about it for me. Some funky, funky holes, and I know some of them might not be great, but there were Two separate occasions where I I hit, like, driver-wedge, like, hybrid on par 5s. Like, I was laying up. My second shot was a wedge on a par 5. So you you just get some quirkiness out there. The conditioning was exceptional. It's really the course— that, you know, we were told time and again, like the caddies love to go out there and play, right? It's, it's where we they play can, with squid. Yeah. and we played with squid. It, it's where they can get away from the resort and the guests and, and really, um, you know, have some fun and, and recharge the batteries a little bit and, and reconnect with golf and in, in a much more casual and, and lighthearted manner. So I, I'm curious, like I, I, I loved and it, yeah. I, and I thought there were legitimately like awesome holes out there. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if we want to call them out specifically or how much time we want to devote to crossings, but I didn't have high expectations, and I think because of that, like I was, I was blown away. Well, a
1: couple things we should mention: we played with Dan Hickson, the golf course architect, and his story is kind of wild in itself, in that uh, he was a a pro at I believe Columbia Edgewater, I think. He was like a, a PGA professional for a long time. Got kind of tired of that. Always had had kind of been like an amateur amateur golf course architect. You know, sketching holes and ideas and that kind of stuff. And basically, just woke up one day and was like, I'm done with being a, a golf professional and I'm going to hang up my sign now and, and uh, now I'm a golf course architect starting <laughs> now. And just started doing stuff and like used connections to kind of, you know, a golf, you know, country clubs replacing a bunker or they want to lengthen a hole or whatever and they don't maybe have the money to hire a, a bigger name architect like Dan kind of made his chops uh doing that kind of stuff and then eventually This job came up, and someone reached out to him and said, "Hey, we've got a a client who's looking to build a course in Bandon," and he's like, "Head explodes." He's like, "Oh my god, this is a bit." Of course, but it's on the other side. Of course, didn't realize like, no, 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 it's not. It's not like there. It's it's in town. Uh, So he found out this was going on, and he reached out to the people doing the job. Basically, said like, "Here's, you know, I'm, I'm very interested." They sent him kind of like an almost an application type thing. By his admission, like he's like, yeah, I I, ch- I couldn't check yes to like any of the questions on the application. I hadn't done anything, but I basically just wore these people down and called them and said, "Hey, let me. I'm I'm up in uh, I forget where he was, Portland or Eugene." And he said, "I'm going to drive down and uh, I'll I'll meet you later today, and we can talk about it." He said, like by the time he left that lunch. Like he had gotten the job, and so then it was kind of time to design his first golf course, and so all of that is a prelude to you know we're out there with him, and I had heard this story. I was like really excited to to see the golf course, and we got in, and I thought the first like you know maybe two, first, three, two or three four holes. Are holes are kinda, I'm kind of four, like, four is cool. Uh, yeah. That's right, it's the yeah. first three. Yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, this is it's okay, it's pretty. Yeah. Pretty, whatever, pretty blonde. Yeah, like this yeah. is, you know, it's kind in great flat, shape. Yeah. Whatever, and I'm I'm kind of looking at, you know, skipping ahead. I had already been to Sylvie's Valley Ranch, which is a wild ass reversible golf course that Dan also did, and I think was like his third big project. And so I'm looking at these first two or three holes and playing with Dan. I'm like, man, there's the same guy did like these two golf courses. Like this is nuts. And then you get to four up by the turn, the, the the, you know not halfway house, but the little like food shack that's up there. And the whole place just like completely turns and gets wild and really cool and super imaginative. And I loved it after that. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. Yeah.
3: Five, like this downhill par five to this green. That's probably 40, 50 feet below. And then, yeah. And then like from, from there onwards, it's just, a it's just, it's, and and it's cool too. Cause like what, like listening to him talk about building it and everything like that, he's like, Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was cool, man. (laughs) Like he's just
2: like I just. He's not overly prideful about it. He's you know he's he's there's
3: like there's like a certain rusticism. Some holes
2: like yeah, Yeah. I don't really like this hole. (laughs) Well, I think there's a lot of
1: probably you know rules that other architects would have been defined by, or or stuff that people would have said like, well, you can't do that. It's
3: not a walking golf course. No,
1: and I think he just saw it was like I don't know, I didn't know about that rule, so I just I did this, and it's
2: it's it is jarring. It's really cool to not have forced carries. Like you go play abandoned, we played five rounds abandoned and with like no basically no forced carries. And then you hit get it with something like the mega force kit. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> oh, yeah. like
3: it's not a perfect piece of land. There's some great yeah. stuff on it, but like you're there's a massive, massive kind of fall off, you know, down to these creeks and this dammed up river. And he had all sorts of environmental stuff they had to follow because it's in the watershed and there's wetlands and all that. But um part threes are really really cool. And then like I thought, um just going through, I think eight eight was awesome. My my favorite ten was fantastic 10 is like almost how i feel like like i've never played pine valley but it almost i was like man like this seems like something pine valley would be just this kind of you know like really demanding
2: it it, i would say it it's kind of all over the map like it doesn't I would not say it flows great because it's got yes. ups and downs to it. But some holes that I'm just like, oh my god, this is like being in in England right now. That what's And, and the that's wh-
3: how they build they uh, build themselves on their website. Yeah. It's 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 Heathland, Heathland Golf. Golf,
2: yes. Yeah. And like that eighth hole back into that corner is exactly that. That's where I felt like I was in England all over again.
0: And um, oh, so yeah, eleven, it, the Redan might be the best Redan <laughs> in Bandon. Yeah, yeah, it's better than
2: the one at Old Mac. I'll tell you that. <laughs> to Brandy's point, the way you started was perfect. I think it's like. I think we were kind of, I was hopeful that the course would be like, hey, if you go to Bandon, like, please don't miss this. I struggle to give it that recommendation. I think it's like, yeah, if you're there for a long period of time and you want to get off the property, you want to go inland, play some, you know, a different style of golf. Like I, that's a real thing. You can wear yourself out. Yeah, I Bandon. would say go,
3: go like sleep in one day, have lunch in town and then go play this place like mid to late afternoon. Yeah. And it's, and it's gorgeous. And then like, I, I would say it's, it's, it's inherently interesting. Yeah. Right, like it's a very interesting golf course. I think it has, bar none, it has the worst finishing hole I've, <laughs> I've ever played before. It's a and tough. I, I told Dan that. He yeah, was like he yeah, you know, like we had some constraints, and they wanted yeah. a par five finishing hole and all this, <laughs> but like so, eighteen's a
2: tough seed. But just for for context sake, if I, I would say uh, I'm curious your guys' take on this too. Is if 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 I'm throwing crossings in among ten rounds in Bandon, it's not getting one for me.
1: Unless I, I'm sure somewhere in the world there's the luckiest people who get to go to Bandon and just stay there for two weeks. Yeah. And in those people, like,
0: yeah, maybe. Like yeah. sprinkle it in. Why That's not? What, I, I would play it if I had two weeks for sure. Yeah. But if I'm there for four days, I don't think so. Right. Ten would, rounds, would you take would you use one on crossings? Sure. Yeah. I'd almost rather play crossings than like if, if the wind's whipping, like I don't need to go play Pacific Dunes. No thanks.
3: If I was playing each course at Bandon twice, I would skip old Mac. A second time and 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 come play this. Okay, that's that's kind of where it lands for me.
1: I would say the same thing, but with Pacific Dunes probably. Okay, Neil, even are you, though
2: it is as as mentioned, electric. What do what you uh, what are your thoughts on uh, crossings?
4: Well, some people can't handle the electricity for long periods of time. It's bad for them. I would say I loved I loved it. I played with Squid, so it was awesome. to Play golf with uh, with Squid the caddy, and if you if you go to Bannon and you you know strike up a, a friendship with your caddy. Go out and and treat them to a round of golf and and make sure you take a cart you know because they don't want to walk on their day off. Um, Neil kept asking also,
0: Squid for distances and <laughs> nah, lines too. You bullshit. did, yeah. yeah. Is no, that what took you guys so long? You guys long. We're so played we're both so using the Precision Pro, slow. which is Range weird because we played under the allotted pace. So. We had we
3: had these we had these, like two groups. Of two I old No, guys I was going to point that out because I
4: don't think it's going to make the uh, the the footage. But if you've seen Strap Peoria. I want the record to state here that I am not the only NLU member that gets rattled by somebody pushing the pace behind them. Uh, DJ, Sally, and Tron were getting well, it's absolutely just, spooked. It's just tough
3: when it's your group ahead that's that's clogging yeah, up the course. Yeah, and we, having you say we that and then slow. imposing that we on somebody else. slow. Oh, my God. But, but, but if
0: we were playing under the allotted time for the course, how like how were we clogging stuff? And they, you should just if let them play, play through. fast there. But we were playing faster than pace, I guess, is my point. So, we'll,
1: listen, we, we'll take this offline. I believe, as Neil said in Strapped, you know, you're going 85, but the guy behind you wants to go 90. You, you should have let us let play through. You should have let just us let let him play, play through. through.
3: Yeah. You
4: should have let us play through.
3: We were waiting on every single hole.
4: We should. You, uh, you guys could have, one, you could have played through, and two, you could have uh, offered that. All
3: right, go, go, go we we'll we'll You guys this just off kept line.
4: saying, you just kept telling us to speed the fuck up. We were like, why don't you play through? Like, no, just speed up. Mm, mm, mm.
3: I, think you, I
1: think that's conjecture.
4: Going back,
3: I think the. The par three, I was kind of blown away by the par threes. The par yeah. threes were really interesting, varied, and the and the greens they were, like they were so pure.
2: They really were. Anything else you want to add on crossings?
3: I, I think. Neil? Lastly, we just need to say, just uh, give a shout out to Squid again for he he, uh, he was our caddy last year or a couple years ago when we went, and then you know there was like obvious choice this time. It's yeah. like you know it's he's the best. He's 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 become a good friend. And uh, somebody that like even more so than a caddy, like somebody you just want to go out and spend a whole day with, you know, four days, five days in a row out there. Like it's it's he's just like a, a companion and a, and a wise sage. Um, and, I,
2: and I want to give a shout out to James as well, who, yeah. who was yeah. I I he carried he carried for me several different times, and uh, I played poorly, and he like went to bed like upset about. It. He's like, dude, I really let you down. there. Like, no, you didn't, man. Like I didn't do my job here. He was an excellent, excellent caddy. The, the program there is. Off the charts, and yeah, uh,
3: Squid was referencing shots that I had hit three years prior, (laughs) and he's like, "Yeah, man, like I remember what we did. You know, I've I've kind of that kind of pissed me off that we did that last time. So let's think about this differently because that kind of derailed you last time. I'm like, dude, I didn't even remember that, you know? But yeah, I mean, definitely request him, but only if you're gonna take care of him. Like, take him for your whole trip um, because that's kind of how this stuff works. You want to you want to take care of these guys, tip wise, take care of them. You know, whatever they want out on the course, drink wise. And then, and then, yeah, just really like take them every day. If you're going to take them,
1: take them for your whole trip.
2: Yeah, they're there to make your experience better, and they'll definitely do it. So, are we ready to move on to Bend, Tetherow, sure. DJ Pie?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, well, first of all, we got very lucky to play with the golf course architect of both Bain and Dunes. They should offer that all the time. And Tetherow. <laughs> yeah, every, if everybody could play with David McClay Kidd, I think they'd, you know, they'd enjoy themselves even more. Uh, by, his, so I, I don't feel bad quoting him saying that this was his divorce course. Uh, he said, quote, I was miserable at the time I, in my life when I built that golf course and I wanted everybody else to be miserable as well. Yeah, and I think, I, think,
3: I think it's worth interesting or it's, it's worth mentioning too. Like he was kind of at a place where he didn't know what, like, Hey, how do you follow up band and totally dudes?
2: and like, what's, what's cause you in know, his own words, he got Americanized.
3: Yeah. It was like, like, how do I, you know, what's. What's my calling card? What's my identity?
1: Well, and I think there's a super, um, you know, I don't know that people really think about golf course architects as artists all that often, but I think similar to other artists who get really, you know, basically blow up when they're really, really young, you got to do a lot of learning in a very public way after that. You like, know what I mean? It's like J.D. Salinger. It, yeah, like you got to figure it out in front of everybody. Well, you know, he, he by his own admission, he's like, man, I got you know, I got a, I did a really good job at Bandon, but also I got a little lucky, right? Like I had a perfect piece of land. I had an unbelievable client. I had just all these, he had a lot of help, I think from his dad, a lot of input from his dad. And I think a lot of things just fell right to knock Bandon out of the park completely, like 10 out of 10 shout out to the dog scale. But (laughs) after that, it's kind of like, okay, now I need to figure out like a bunch of other stuff that I don't really know as a golf course architect. And I think a lot of architects, aren't super young when they design golf courses, right? Like they work for, you know, you see this almost apprenticeship type program where people are working for Pete Dye or they're working for Tom Doak or they're working for, you know, other bill and Ben, you're working for all these people. And then you go do a golf course yourself. Whereas I, I feel like DMK has been much more like, okay, I did this first one and now I've got all the cache and I can go do whatever. It's and like I trial by fire. Yeah. I've just got to figure it out in front of everybody. And so I think, plus he had to have like a
3: chip on his shoulder too, because he, he couldn't rely on all those mentors or all those other people. Yeah, you know?
1: and so that's why you do you see things like, and, and I'm going to bring all this around in that like I actually really liked Tetherow, but you see things like Tethero and the Castle Course at St Andrews and these these things that have gotten not the best reviews I think just because they're really hard or they're really just uh, juxtaposed with a lot of what I think he's come to really really love in golf, and now I think you see like stuff at. I haven't been to Gamble Sands, but for everything that we've heard, uh, I haven't played Mammoth Dunes. But from everything we've heard, like it's come so much more back around to like what was I doing? Like this stuff needs to be so much more playable. It needs to be so much more fun.
2: His attitude about that helps the, tell that story yes. too. He's not too prideful to be like, "I went through this.
3: I messed this, this, and this up." Yeah, just pointing and stuff out. The and whole then round. I
2: realized, like, I was kind of doing it wrong. And so, and I will say, both the Castle Course and Tetheroe, similar to Bannon Dunes, have grown up a lot over the years as well. And there have been tweaks out yeah. the ass to both golf courses, I understand, to soft like. He told a story, a club champion the first year of the club championship at Tetherow, that the guy won it without hitting more than five iron. It was like so (laughs) penal that it was just like, no, you don't even reach for driver. Like just pound five iron off every tee and and figure it out from there. But
1: But, Tetherow was completely juxtaposed with with Bandon where – Everything that you say about Sheep Ranch, where it's like, man, you just show up and like this golf course is, man, this golf course might've been here for a thousand years. Like, who knows? Tetheros, it's totally man-made. It's in the middle of the high desert, basically, and in bend, and it just, uh, it feels more artificial, I-, I would say. And I don't say that really in a bad way. It's just It's as natural as it can be in a setting that's not really made for golf, right? right? Like the, the land, there's crazy cool undulation and movement and stuff, but- It's like Arizona it's, golf. It's super arid. Yeah, it feels a lot like desert golf. And so- the greens are absolutely bananas. The fairways are absolutely insane. Uh, there's a lot more thoughtfulness, I think, that that uh, has probably been put into the golf course. Like you're saying, I think it's it's probably grown up a lot more. Where it's like, okay, let's give you a little bit more space so that you actually can be on this left hand side so that you actually can get an angle. Um, because once I think you start unlocking some of that stuff, like it it gets a lot more fun. And I actually. F- Thought it was maybe it was the tease that we played, maybe it was the fact that we didn't really have much wind. But I actually thought it was pretty playable for for all the like horror stories that we heard I about it. Too.
3: I did too. I was you know like even choosing where to play in Bend because there's Brasada, there's the two courses at Pronghorn. To a man, everybody was like, "Dude, the the views are great at Tetherow, but like you're gonna get punched <laughs> in the face 18 times in a row." And I didn't really feel like that quite as much. And I think it's certainly it's been softened over the years, and they've taken out you know some of that desert brush that was creeping in like right on the greens. But um, it's certainly a penal golf course. Especially, it's tough off. The, I think it's really tough off the tee. But you know, I, I think it's it it's actually the kind of course that if you played it every day, to like it 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 can play very different on a day to day basis, which is cool. I think as a member.
1: Well, and that's what David was talking about a ton, and and I know every every club says this about their members but like tethero with it being such a demanding golf course i think the members love 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 how much of an advantage they have because he was saying he's like no 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 like when you come here the first time like yes you're gonna be completely overwhelmed your, your senses are gonna be overwhelmed you're gonna not know what the fuck you're supposed to do on a lot of these golf holes and the members love like sitting in their back porch and being like no you know what there's a way to play all of these golf holes and I know exactly what it is and it's not as hard as you think and you just got to bang one down here up the left side hit the middle of the green and you're it's going to feed down here and blah 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 like the the members really really love having the uh having the cheat codes I thought basically. It was
3: far more I, I actually I I after playing that I actually understood Bandit Dunes a lot more. Just cuz I was interacting with the course very similarly off the tee at both of these courses. It's a much more extreme piece of property, but um, but, yeah, it was it, like he was using the same tricks and deception and everything But when really, like, you've got a shitload of room up there yeah. right, and you're psyching yourself out.
2: See, I thought – I, I want to be careful because low-cap privilege can come in talking about Tethero. That I, I didn't find it as hard as I thought it was going to be, yeah. mostly because there was room off the tee to hit irons, and it was firm. So it was like, dude, if you want a pound driver, yeah, that probably looks a little tight, but I could hit that two iron all day long yeah. and have very reasonable clubs in playing so Neil and I played with David himself for 9 holes and it was if I would have been lost out there without him telling me exactly what kind of shot to hit and it was a really fun in that way he's like all right you need to hit a your 190 club but you got to hit it 170 like that's the trajectory you need but it's got to land here and it's got to run up here and do this And like, it was really fun to like try to, I felt like I was, I had like a, my teacher was standing over my shoulders. I took the test and it was like, (laughs) I'm going to show him how smart I am and how good I am and how I could do it. And sometimes I would execute the shot and sometimes I wasn't. So I had so much fun doing that. Is that the experience for everyone playing the golf course? Of course not. And you need some of that information to be like, yeah, you don't want to miss here. Can't miss here. And he, he, every green we get up to, he's like to what TC said, like, yeah, the desert brush was like on the fringe right here. Like it was, it was so insanely hard that I think now it's not. As dumb hard as it, it's challenging. There's no doubt. I thought I played good. I thought I, shot, I think I shot like 77, and I played a good round of golf. So yeah, it's it's difficult still, but it's not. I, it, I was expecting it to be lost ball every time you missed a fairway, and that was not the experience.
1: It reminded me um, a little bit of Tobacco Road in that it yep. was it was kind of as hard as you would like to make it on yourself. You know what yep. I mean? And a lot of that goes into the tees. A lot of that goes into what clubs you're hitting off the t- off the tee. There's a a hero way to play this hole, and there's a pretty easy way to play this hole and like you decide which one you want to do on each t-box i thought
3: there were some great great part fours like that one on the front nine that that kind of two two two-tiered fairway was at six i think Mm -hmm. and then yeah the back nine was just exceptional i thought like the par fives were interesting the entire day there was that really cool part 3 17 it's kind of almost in this like little quarry back there
2: but um kid was so awesome like we got so much gold on video from him and him just talking about the golf course and everything It was a good match play course yes too randy you kind of uh you know i, I this is you ruined this because you've gotten so much better at golf but i would say, you used to be like the highest the highest handicapper and i used to be like okay well what is you know what was it like for the a higher handicapper tc now plays that role left-handed but what did you uh, what did you think of Tether
0: at? i i kind of agree with you i had a little like my my driver is probably Akin to your two iron, and um, I, like if you, if you hit little fairway finders off the tee, I, I thought the challenge was certainly in the approach shots, and where it could be a little bit unduly penalizing was like if if you're trying to go right at a pin and you miss the pin, that's like on the left side of the green. There's probably a big uh, slope that your ball is going to hit that slope and go 20 to 25 yards into the brush, and you may or may not find it. Like. I, I thought for me it was um, understanding, like, hey, don't, almost like don't aim at the flag. Like just try to find the fat part of the green or like miss on the side where it doesn't look <laughs> extremely uh, penalizing. And so that, that was my mindset playing there. I, I kind of like you, though, in the same way where I, because I was hitting good drives off the tee, it was like, oh, this is much more playable than I was expecting based on what people had told us. But those approach shots, so I'm like, I can definitely see where it's like, oh man, I missed that shot literally by like five yards of where I wanted to, and now I can't find my ball because it it kicked off the slope and like the sagebrush. While playable, you could still lose balls in it. And
2: it's not uh, if you're not prepared for that, it's especially like punishing. Whereas if you come in knowing it's going to be really difficult, it kind of is surprising of like, okay, this is possible at least. Yeah. It's just yeah. punishing. Neil, any thoughts? Yes. Um,
4: playing with mcclay kid was he's a tour de force and what a juxtaposition to to hickson in and and not any detriment to either guy but you talk to hickson about hey why'd you do this i don't know because i felt like it and with with david mcclay kid it was like so what were you thinking here and he literally had like a soliloquy about every question like a complete like some it almost like some artists want to be like no it's for you to figure out and mcclay kid's not that kind of artist he's like no this is exactly what i meant and this is what i try to do and this is why it worked. This is why it didn't work. This is what you should be feeling. I was like, wow, you know, which was enlightening. In, in and and uh, it definitely added to the, to the round of golf. I also enjoyed the uh, motorcycle golf. <laughs> oh, God, things. that's right. Uh, which for as know, much as you to enjoyed
3: to... those, fuck golf boards. You're out? <laughs> yeah. I'm so out. I could not be more You're
0: out are out. Golf out. Oh, they're, they're fun. I think
3: the, the uh, motorcycles no, might I have been
4: the better a, choice. That but, was yeah. a perfect course for that, right? Some You know, nobody likes to walk and they're you know they're walker trolley more than me but you know getting on a hog and throwing my bag on there you know room room I was I was vibing with the uh uh the transportation and Ben kind of has that kind of fits the vibe of ben it's just like yeah man you know it, nice carefree summer getaway um and winter get like just kind of vacation town is the the feeling i get um at Tetherow and just in Bend.
1: And we, we should mention, I know I said a lot about, like, the members, but it's kind of a cool model, right, where it's it's almost like semi-private, I guess, where you can – there is a big membership of people who live there, but also, like, you can absolutely walk up and play the golf course as well.
4: Yeah. Bizarre architecture, too. Like um, In the houses and stuff. The houses, yeah, yeah. like the development around the course. You're like, what? I mean, just some really um, – what was the, the uh, neighbors um, for Clark Griswold in – uh christmas vacation i don't know, you know if we ever learned their last
1: name margot yeah. todd yeah. of course
4: yeah you know the the, the, the very very modern looking houses like you know statement houses
3: that fits the landscape and
4: you know yeah the no no i and think like, it's interesting I'd, I'd rather that than you know the same looking house every, every I feel like
3: hole. every every house we passed by people were it was like a whole family eating eating together on the back porch at 6 p.m. You know, kind of a dry desert heat. It was cool, but it was yeah, really cool. Like I, and then you know, squid squid gave us a bakery to stop by. I was gonna say
2: we have to mention the Sparrow <laughs> Bakery if you're ever in Bend. Just you have to hit it up multiple times. I squid was... said he was thinking about driving up there, four and a half hours from Bend, just to <laughs> get a sandwich. He loved it that much.
3: Uh, Neil and I stopped at Crater Lake on the way. Yeah, to
4: one Bend. of the wonders of our
2: country. I was uh,
4: blown away by Crater Lake. And
3: then yeah, on the way out of town, I was thinking, all right, yeah, we'll get gas on the way out of town here, and like it ended up like. It kind of just drops off out of town and like heading east towards Sylvie's
2: Valley yeah, Ranch. And it was like
3: a three-hour drive without without a single gas station. It, it and it's kind of the, 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 the last,
2: the sagebrush sea, baby.
4: Yeah, it's it is remote. Eastern Oregon is remote, and I think one thing on Tetheroe too is where there's a little bit of an altitude thing. You know, I I started that was where I began air mailing some shots, and then Sylvie's is the highest course in Oregon, and kind of like Colorado. Sometimes I struggle in the thin air. You know, it just starts to starts to. I start second guessing my club selection a lot like, more,
3: especially coming from Bannon, where you're you're at sea level, and it's not like I think it's different when you're when you're in Colorado and you're at five thousand, six thousand feet, and it's obvious the ball is going, you know, a full club, club and a half farther. It's different when you're at. Three thousand feet, and it's kind of a half a club, and you don't know exactly how it's going to affect the shot.
2: And and it's firm too, so like you got a whole other variable there. But uh, Neil, why don't you uh, take us on on the drive some, and then out to uh, out to Sylvie's Valley Ranch? I don't. Is this is maybe the most challenging one to to describe via words only?
4: Well, it sounds like DJ and I, you know, didn't overhype it because I I'm thrilled to hear like how I was I was a little concerned before the trip that. Like, I was thrilled we were going to end at Sylvie's, but I was one. I was concerned that Bandon would be the pinnacle of the trip and then you guys, you know, would be a little let down. But it was the opposite, it sounds like, um, which is great. And it's, you know, to set the stage, Sylvie's is three hours from, from Civilization, I guess is the best way to put it. It's three hours from Boise, it's three hours from Ben, three-plus hours, and then it's, what, five or six from, from Portland. It's, it's not easy to get to. The cell service drops off pretty quick, about an hour outside of um, – uh, a Bend and, and, Boise, same thing when we came in from Boise last year. And they, they even say like, don't drive in, they don't want you driving in at night. Like there's, you know, there's nowhere to, to get help. Like it's in the middle of nowhere. And it's a, uh, what, 130,000 acre ranch, you know, cattle and goat. They have 5,000 cattle. They got 4,000 goats running around, um, you know, fully functioning ranch, like big machines, big country. It's just like very romantic American West vibe. Up in these like kind of desert hills but then there's all this you know they've done a lot to like revitalize the land beaver dams if you're curious about that read dj's golfer's journal piece um and i'm sure we'll we'll touch on some of that in the videos but the uh you know the ranch it's about like a lot more than golf but the golf and i i I hope you guys can speak to this the golf is really really interesting and they they're they're smart they've done a good job of kind of branding oh that's the goat caddy place and that kind of gets the attention because it's a, a bit of a novelty but now playing that that course both ways a couple times like I I like it it's it's a you know the classic statement a place you could play every day well I think it takes it to the next level because you could play it every day and it plays differently every day you play a different course you know but playing down the same fairways you pick up some hints about what you're gonna you know where you're gonna play to the next day um, so that that's a experience that I think gets better the more you go it's hard to get to but I, I would love to go there multiple times. Um, over the the coming years i, I it's worth the trip a hundred percent
1: I think it's uh just extremely unique right from a golf perspective it's unique from every perspective in that like the resort is unlike anywhere I've ever been because it feels so intimate and so small and welcoming and it feels like you're on a, a family a family ranch which it is right like you Scott and Sandy Campbell are the the owners and they're there usually having dinner with people and, uh, everybody eats dinner together. Cause there's only a handful of people at the resort at a given time. So everybody there's, there's one dinner bell. Everybody comes in together and eats, uh, there's some tie works there. There's a bunch of, it, it just, it feels like you're on a family ranch because you are on a family ranch. So that part is super unique. The golf perspective, it feels super unique as well in that it's not Lynx golf, but it, it almost is, you know, it's, it's like a really cool, uh, almost like an interpretation of links golf. It doesn't play quite as fast. It, and I think some of that's just like Mo Heights and that kind of stuff. Like they keep it, it played pretty no, fast. I would say,
3: I would say that's probably more so than anywhere I've played domestically and included anywhere in Nebraska included. That's the closest I've gotten to the conditions we had in Scotland. It, it,
4: and the best greens we played i mean the greens were unreal i mean and, and for a really pretty small crew they got out there they you know the course doesn't get a ton of play which probably helps but they're not slacking on the on the maintenance it was i was blown away by the uh the condition and it was just a, it was just a ton of fun that course is just all fun to they, play. if
2: anything the restraint on the maintenance yes, in terms of exactly. watering the fairway like they did not water the fairways much and they were brown I and mean, that's going to pop on the video but it was so, so, so much fun, that style of golf of like, we had matches, you know, with varying styles of play, and it was like very clear that the, the no style of play was at an advantage. Like you could, the widest fairways I literally I've ever seen in my life, which you would think would just, you know, give advantage to, to Neil and I that hit it, you know, on the further end of the spectrum. But like, that is not how those golf courses play. And it was, I ke- keep coming back to the word fun, which sounds like the biggest lame, like cop-out answer, but that was just... I can't. I just smile thinking about playing that golf course. It was so which much. Which thrilled fun.
4: me, Sally, because I was I was a little concerned, you know, that you wouldn't like that course as much as the band. Maybe it doesn't have the strategic aspect. So coming off the first day, I was like, "What would you think?" And you were just like, you know, your face is melting. I was like, "Oh, awesome. Okay, good." Yeah, I was. Uh,
3: I was kind of like I had low expectations for the golf. Just like, all right, this experience is going to be awesome, but the golf's going to be part of that experience. And I came away thinking, it's really two different experiences. There's the golf experience, which is like exceptional and world class like i you know i think you guys did a good job of uh, you know giving it credit while also underselling it like you know reading your golfer's journal piece or watching the crash course video or just listening to you guys talk about it like it's it's unique and i think the whole the the reversible nature of it it's it's reversible in the best way that it it, it maximizes the best parts of the property without being gimmicky or like having twenty seven greens and thirty-six holes is like there's these there's these ridges and these ridgelines and these little peninsulas that it 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 maximizes from from both sides both directions, of the yeah. green. But then without having to make the sacrifices of having a fully reversible course.
1: And I, I think you could see reversible course and see it as a gimmick or as like a marketing ploy for, Oh, if it's reversible, then people will stay an extra day. And some of that's true, but it's not like the, They're that's two not very why distinct they did it. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant design. Like it's so cool how they use the land in two different ways.
2: I will personally say Hankins like blew Craddock away. The, the two routings are Hankins and Craddock and Hankins felt like an incredible golf course, like t- like from one to 18 Craddock felt like the reversible version of the course. It, it, I, they were one and two very clear for me, yet at the same time, I liked that variance. Like if I was going to stay there, I wouldn't want to play Hankins two days in a row. I'd want to do them both. And
3: I, I, like, I think the best holes on Craddock were like, you're, you're playing to the same. like Yeah, same they, greens. They were the reversible ones. I think some of the weaker holes were the, the, the standalone ones. The standalone
4: Yeah. yeah. And it's not a it's not a walking course either. You know, you check in at the resort and it's they give you a two way radio, a golf cart, and a water bottle. Like and It's like
3: all terrain golf cart.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's like you, yeah, just don't you know, go do whatever you want, but don't get hurt, kind of thing. And uh, it's not, but it's nice. It's a really good vibe to have. Like you got your rig, you got your your, your all terrain cart, and you can just load it up, and it, you feel like you're just uh, yeah, it's you're feel like you own the adventure. Place. Yeah, we you lost do Neil feel one that one way. Night.
2: Yeah, you can take that card up in the middle of the night and not tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, you got to go
4: check in with Mike and Bruce. You know, we look at the the God, the stars are unbelievable uh, at night. It, it, truly electric, mind blowing. You know,
3: the uh, you know what I've got. I do want to say uh, first of all, McVeigh's gauntlet. The seven-hole challenge course?
2: Well, let, let's stick on the yeah. – uh, I'm curious to get Randy's thoughts on the golf course here before we get to the challenge courses.
0: I, I think you nailed it. I'd agree with you. I, I thought the Hankins – and it's rated higher, so I, you know we're not the only people to have this opinion. I thought the Hankins was my preferred routing, um, but it was great to, to – Get to play it uh, both ways, if you will. I, I will say, as a somebody who's played the loop up at Forest Dunes in Michigan, which is a true reversible course, the loop and uh, Sylvie's Valley are the two places I felt the conditioning most mirrors what we got in dried-out Scotland, which is really, uh, really cool. I wasn't – yeah, man, I I don't really have much original to say. I wasn't – I didn't know what to expect with the golf and was just completely – flabbergasted by how really, really, really good it was.
3: I think the only thing that won't pop on the videos is just it's a little hazy because of the forest fires going all around. Yeah, and then kind of the accoutrements to the golf where you've got these these two challenge courses are just, you know...
2: McVay's gauntlet is... Simultaneously, the dumbest and the greatest thing ever. Like <laughs> it is so freaking hard, but that is the point.
3: That might have been my favorite course of the entire trip. It was so
2: fun. <laughs> oh god, it was such a hard walk. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it is like it's seven holes, and it, it has one par four that's like you could hit a five iron to a di- like a. It's like maybe like two twenty or something, but at elevation up to a dime size green, <laughs> or you could hit a wedge into like a dollar bill size fairway and then pitch on like it is it is so hard to describe we have it on film but it is kind of it it is a challenge it is like the goal is like this is as hard as possible and it's then like,
3: i i i will say i think the goat caddy thing is totally unnecessary and i think it from a publicity standpoint it, it it's such a novelty that it detracts from like they don't need to do that,
2: but do I, I thought about no, that? Too. But it's Would
3: cool. we know I think about it? The goats
4: are great. the goats are awesome animals too. Like it's a goat ranch.
3: I and, totally and I take the goats feeds into
4: once you get there, you realize like oh like they're not, you know. It's just it's fun. It's 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 like who cares? I don't think it, it takes away. Like no, the,
3: but it it bothers me that that's what's always out front as far as and like no, it's like you should be talking about like how. Fucking good! These like two championship well, golf courses. That's are. what we're gonna do. Yeah, right.
2: that's what we're here We're gonna be the change, TC. I, I thought about that and I wondered, like, would we know about this place to the extent that we did to the point where it was like worth going out there for your story, DJ, last year? Like, would you have known about it with without the goats? That was the going first time I it. heard about it. For sure, it's
4: a brilliant marketing play. I think it's you got to differentiate.
1: It's a little uh, disconcerting to have the goat caddies and then have goat on the menu in the evening. I'll I'll say Should, that. Siobhan. Hmm. I'm with you, Neil. I think it's a. It's a fun marketing ploy. That what
4: did I keep calling it? Chevelle.
1: Chevelle.
0: Sh- Sh- Chevelle. <laughs> and the goat, like the goats. You can listen to them on Sirius XM <laughs> Forty One Turbo. Turbo sucks. We did it. We did it. hash that out. They've
3: got these point. these Peruvian guys that that come oh, up. And the goat. They're, herders. they're like the goat herders. They bring them in from Peru, and they've got you know. they're Packs of the goats. ranch
2: tour so cool. it was so freaking cool We going had out. we had the
1: abbreviated ranch tour yeah. too. If anybody does go, set aside a morning or an afternoon for the full the full ranch tour cuz it is well, fucking unbelievable how that place functions and if you love like learning, if you love walking through museums and learning, you know, learning stuff, that's Or if you've watched Yellowstone
3: a cool or like <laughs> yeah, or into the old west at all. I mean, it's cuz I think it's a good story too. Like Scott, Scott and Sandy, like they're from out that like they're from yeah. the the, the kind of the nearest town burns i believe yeah burns and, the, and you know like the the timber industry and logging has kind of evaporated in that part of of uh oregon and there's just not a whole lot going on out there and it used to be kind of a pretty well well off town and so they're trying to like bring jobs back and all that and um just two super super down-to-earth exceptional people
2: and i'll say great place for couples it is yeah. not just golf yes. there obviously like it if uh, that was my needy, immediate takeaway was a. Uh, Told my lady, I was like, "Yeah, well, this is a place we need to get yeah. back to." Very well, and, yeah. and for kids too. Like,
3: yeah. I, the like other thing away. I'd say
4: is really, and you know, I, I, maybe I'm beating this to death, but like the one, the remote vibes is awesome. But even on a busy day, or if there are, you know, there, I think max 50 people can stay at the resort at one time. There's gonna be maybe four groups on the course on the busiest day. Like how how good of a vibe is it when you have a golf course to yourself? Just, you know, especially with the match – we're doing match play and, like, people are playing slow. It's just completely your own um, venue in a way. And and that – you don't get that a lot in golf, um, it, and I think that's – especially public golf. It's just a really, really um, – unique vibe i At, pulled the over lodging. by the,
3: the the food and beverage program the between the wine list it's the most extensive scotch collection i've ever seen Bourbon. again to jeff, jeff is campbell the, is scott's brother yeah yeah a uh, fascinating guy he's got his phd in immunology so talking to him about covid and just you know all the kind of pandemic stuff was interesting the 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 food that you know it's all coursed out and
2: um, the lodging like where you actually stay the rooms were the attention to detail in those rooms was mind-boggling it's closer to five star than it was three star like yeah. Bandon, but i mean and gosh looking at the rates on the website and stuff like for a two-person stay it's like with all that comes with it it is it's a no-brainer it is not expensive compared to what you get out of it i would say a hundred percent so it's
3: like it's probably cheaper than going to kiowa or like it's it's cheaper than going to kiowa or going you know somewhere like that where it's like
2: and they don't gouge you on the gap on uh, the gr- yeah. on any of the, the only activities. drawback,
3: which is also positive, like it's hard
1: to get.
2: to. It's hard to get to, but that's like why you go. Yeah. And
1: um, also, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is there's, I think, you know, what do they call it? The Sylvie's Valley Ranch retreat in Lynx. Yeah, it's it, is, it is truly a is is
2: truly a retreat.
1: Yeah. It's like every and other spa. All the other places that we've gone, where it always feels like you know, oh, this is a nice like off the beaten path destination. Like there's hundreds of people there, right? And yeah. and so you're constantly running into people, and that's cool because it has a nice you know buzz and energy to it, but if you're, I don't think you realize, and this was kind of the crux of my magazine pieces, like, I don't think you realize, like, how infrequently you actually do unplug until you go to a place like that, where finally, like, the cell phone doesn't work. You're, you know, you're kind of forced to eat with, like, these random people that you don't really want to eat with at first, but then you, you settle in, and you start talking to people, and you're like, holy shit, this is the most relaxing night I've had in Five years and I didn't even realize it. You that, know, that, it's it's that's just the awesome. most present I've been. In, yeah, yeah.
4: Probably. Epic, epic fire pit at yeah, night and the it is a it is very rugged and remote when you're outside, but the best accommodations by far yeah. on like the you know there's like a there's a hot tub in the cabin like it like I sat in the hot tub every morning and watched the elk run across the property. I mean, just. Couldn't have been nicer. It was unbelievable. Easy to get drunk
2: out I there too.
4: So <laughs> well, especially distressed. when Hannah, your fiance, sends us a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Good lord!
3: And we're, and we're actually sitting there arguing with these people about the courses
1: abandoned. Yeah, that's other true. Oregon locals, which is electric. <laughs> you have to remember.
2: You got to tell the story, Randy, of uh, what you said to the person uh, you know, after we shared some some of my uh, some of my cake with them. Oh, uh,
0: right, right, right. Yeah, we gave them cake, and I think we had given them some of your. Some of the whiskey too. Again, just random people. Yeah.
1: This is you're just kind of just
0: meet. Well, these you know, were a the, couple of these were the parents right. of two girls that we played with uh, in, in
2: Oregon. But we were kind of just jarring back and forth with we, them. But yeah, we here.
0: were very friendly and um, we had we had had some contentious debate about bandon and you know how I stand with old Mac and I'll I'll defend it and th- like their whole table just took a dump on old Mac putting it <laughs> fifth. Like yeah, I don't need to play it. And I said. I, I forget exactly what I said. Maybe you do, but I was like, man, we should not have given you any of that cake. And the lady goes, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> she like clutched her pearls, literally. Uh, and I was I was joking, but I really don't know if she knew I was joking.
2: <laughs> oh, God. That, that
0: Randy relayed that story of just a. <gasps>
3: <laughs> that, that was the most jarring drive back to reality the next Oh day God! Too, like.
2: I had some anxiety the whoop, whoop, whoop that was not a good day for my whoop that was just that was a lot going on 12 days of drinking <laughs> it a fun
3: drive we were going you know maxing out the the,
2: the beamers
3: the uh yeah uh horsepower on the beamers there was a fucking cattle drive Oh, that was
1: awesome! Yeah, we got stopped for a good, what, ten, fifteen minutes, just as these these cattle come. Like that, like that was I've, I've this, never felt like
3: more of a city slicker. Where yeah, like there's dramatic <laughs> the cowboys rolling rolling by, dust
2: flying up. What our BMWs yeah. with our Callaway clubs, yeah. and yeah, that was uh, that was. So that's it. That's Tourist Saw Season Six. Whew. It is coming to YouTube uh, as of Tuesday, October sixth. Twelve episodes, and uh, we are going to end this podcast because we got to go get to work on it. Indeed. Cheers.
1: Cheers, guys. That was fun. Thank you to Morgan.
0: Yeah. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, yes. that's better than most. How about
1: him? That is better than most. Better than most.